contribute. All right, welcome everybody. Glad you're here to this next edition of Mentor Connect. Uh, the goal is to help you as a student pastor, uh, student worker, uh, be, be better on campus, uh, to help lead clubs and lead student leaders uh, on campus better and to really keep your club focused on the mission of, of really reaching their campus with the gospel of Jesus. And so if you haven't already, click subscribe. And uh, we'd love for, for this to be kind of part of your normal podcast feed. And, uh, but today we have John Harvey and Chris Lane. Uh, John Harvey is a uh, first priority uh, guy in uh, Treasure Coast. And uh, Chris Lane is the grand poobah. Uh, he is the, uh, the president, the executive director, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, and we love having him on. He just brings a wealth of wisdom. Uh, and knowledge uh, to, to you know really everything that we talk about and so today's topic is how to handle those tough questions maybe sometimes those tough situations that come up in a campus club on sometimes a regular basis but once in a blue moon that kid throws out some random question or kind of pulls you aside and say hey what do you think about this um, how, where does the club stand with this and so so we're going to kind of dive into that and so so really kind of want to talk a little bit about some scenarios. Like these are kind of the normal scenarios that, you know, that sometimes a lot of our student pastors kind of deal with. And so the first one is some of those, you know, differences in theology, differences in the way churches ran, uh, different differences in the way things are done. Um, like sometimes that happens on a regular basis. And sometimes student pastors kind of really don't know how to kind of navigate that. So like, for, for example, like we're in a campus, we're in a club, we're in a quick week and, some kid raises his hand and talks about, you know, hey, why is baptism different in all these different churches? Or why is this this way? Why does the Bible say this, but people say this? And, and so, uh, so just, you know, so, so guys, let's just open the floor and, and let's just kind of dive in that a little bit. Well, I think one of the first dynamics um, that everybody's got to keep in mind is why are we doing first priority? And first priority is not meant to be youth group. It's not meant to be local church. It's not meant to be somebody's sole um, church experience, relational experience. And so we always want to remember that first priority has a focus of equipping Christian students on campus to reach their campus and then reaching the non-believing students on that campus. And so looking at all these different issues, we always have to come back to the question of, is this going to help a student know how to reach their campus? Or is this going to help a student become a, a follower of Jesus? And if we keep that really narrow focus, then that's going to make it a lot easier to have these conversations. Um, I think what can happen is we can get into a lot of conversation about a lot of topics that are important. They're good. There's nothing wrong with discussing them but it takes away from our mission and it takes away from who we are. And when, when that happens, we become, um, we just be kind of muddy the waters of why we're there. And I think if the more clear we can be with that and the more direct and focused we can be that with that, the better it is. Absolutely. So, so Chris, I want to ask you this question. I mean, what are the pitfalls in kind of allowing sometimes some of this, some of this stuff to go on? Yeah, <clears throat> that's a great question, Jeff. And I think John, you know, really hit the hit the nail on the head there. And I think some of the pitfalls are is at any time that we are uh, 
advancing the gospel and preaching the good news and sharing the truth of, of God's word um, and how students can come to know him, there's going to be opposition. And I think sometimes we, we classify uh, uh, generally opposition in a few things like, oh, the, the administration is against the club or they won't let us do this or that. When sometimes opposition can come in a way of things that are just um, easy distractions on let's get off the main uh, focus of the club and let's get on to some of these issues, whatever they may be. Some of them may be theological issues of why we do things like this at some church and why they do it up there. And like John said, those are good things to talk about. But if we're talking about being on a public school campus where upwards to 95, 96, 97% of the students are lost and separated from God and don't know Jesus, um, what good are those conversations if we're just kind of trying to convince the convinced instead of saying, hey, let's take these issues that we, we may not agree upon, let's leave those outside the door, and let's focus on the thing that brings us together, and that is the gospel. And, and what is that? Well, here's what we all do agree upon, right? Here's what everybody agrees upon. I don't know how you baptize people or what, how you exercise your gifts in the spirit, but here's what we all agree upon. Man, everybody who's created in the image of God, man rebelled against God and there was sin. All men are sinners, right? That, there's a consequence for that sin. That sin is death. And there's a judgment, okay? Uh, and there's heaven and hell. How do, we, uh, how do we have access to God and have eternal life? Well, it's only through receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior, his death. And resurrection is what we put our faith and our hope and trust on. And he's the one that gives us life, life to the fullest. So let's focus on the things that we agree upon and the things that we don't agree upon, let's leave out. So that when a question comes up, um, hey, that's a great question. Um, why don't you go back to your local church and talk to them about it? Hey, that's a great question. Would you mind asking your pastor or your youth pastor or your youth leader this uh, coming weekend at your church, but here we want to focus on this because we've seen this over the years. There's a lot of well-intentioned, great kids, good people that bring topics or issues to the table. And the pitfall of that is it gets our eyes off of what we're called to do. And we're called to evangelize the campus, to equip students on how to share their faith, to proclaim the gospel publicly, and to get kids connected to church so that then they can work out their faith and get discipled and learn uh, how to, you know, answer those tough questions or those deal with those issues. Absolutely. So, you know, John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. I have come that, that they may have life and have it to the full. And so, so that was, there was Jesus and, you know, talking to, you know, getting ready to go into, I'm the good shepherd. And, and uh, um, so, so we talk about a lot of times, you know, on campus that, you know, we, we think sometimes that we kind of dive into these topics, like every once in a while, it, we, it's, it's a good topic. It's a good conversation at times, but, but Jesus there really kind of points and says, listen, it's about me. And the enemy really wants to derail the club to get the focus off of what the mission is. And that is right. reaching a campus for the gospel. And so, you know, I had a scenario is actually yesterday, um, you know, had a teacher that, you know, all great intentions. And sometimes we deal with this with teachers, great intentions. Uh, she wanted to like 
talk about communion and have communion with donuts and, and grape juice. And, and, uh, and so, you know, me, the campus mentor, we're in there. This is after club had happened and, and, uh, she wanted to do this and we kind of lock eyes and we're like, uh, that's probably not the best idea, uh, to happen on campus. <laughs> um, and so, you know, kind of, I think sometimes the, you know, if, you know, this is where the first priority staff really comes into play sometimes too, of being able to help, you know, guide conversations, you know, and so, so if you're a campus mentor listening, you know, call, ask, email, set up smoke signals, whatever you need to do, uh, that if there's something questionable of this nature that has kind of gone on, like call and ask, have us come in, you know, let, you know, maybe let us be the bad guy. Um, you know, versus you as you're building relationships with, you know, with, with the teacher sponsor and with the student leaders. But, uh, um, but guys, you're right. We need to keep the focus on the gospel. Yeah. I got a great example of sort of how to deal with this a little bit. It didn't happen exactly in a club, but it was with a student leader at a club. My wife is a faculty sponsor and they were having a conversation and she asked where the student goes to church. And it's like, well, we attend church, but we're having a hard time finding one because we want one that has this particular thing. And, and it was, you know, an issue that it's not about salvation or anything. It's one of these side issues. And he said, I didn't really want to talk to you about it because I didn't want to argue with you. And she said, well, Hey, it's okay. I'm not going to argue with you. We can disagree about some of these kinds of things. That's fine. But the main point is we're doing our best to follow Jesus. And she just was able to lovingly say, Hey, I may not agree with you on this perspective, but here's what I do agree on. And let's focus on that instead of this other thing. And those are the ways that we simply turn conversations back to getting on focus without shutting somebody down, without being, a, you know, causing a tension or issue, but just bring it back gently. Of We don't have to have an argument or a debate. This is just. Um, our focus is about Jesus here. And when we do that, it makes it really easy to stay on target with that instead of just diving into that. We're still validating, you know, the kids' feelings. We're still, you know, expressing some, some ideas, but it's not a debate. We're not having this discussion about all these things that are going to take us off, to the, off track. And I think that some of those kinds of skills are some of the best things we could do. My wife is a lot more wise than I am. And so I, you know, when she does something like that, it's, I usually try to take note because it's a really good example. Yeah. And, those and are things that we need to just be yeah. thinking about. Yeah. And undoubtedly there's going to be, if, if you're on a public school campus and let's say your first party club has 30 kids in it, uh, th there's going to be people from a lot of different places. So undoubtedly you dive into a, a theological thing, a difference that we may have, now we've alienated some people. I'm not coming back because, and, and we've, we've, we've allowed a minor thing to become a major issue. Okay. Now, listen, we're not talking about things that are uh, biblically incorrect. We're just talking about preferences here. We're talking about preferences or, you know, this is the way we do it. And we just have to be really careful because again, it's a, it's a great trap for Satan to get us off our eyes off the target and onto something that will distract us. So I think, like you said, John, as leaders uh, and mentors, we have to see that to say, hey, hey, let's steer back. Let's focus on this. Who are we praying for? Who are we inviting to come? Who are we sharing three crowns with? 
How are we doing as we're learning three crowns? Have we done that throughout the week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just focus on that. And let's get, because undoubtedly, this is a skill that people will have to have, and we all have to have when we actually share the gospel with people. Because, you know, you go talk to people, and then all of a sudden, people want to get on issues. Well, why does this happen? Well, why is that? Why, what about this? And it's like, okay, okay, but let me get back to this. Okay, let me get back to that. Now I know is that God loves you, right? <laughs> I, can't, I don't know why, you know, what's going to happen to the, to the uh, per- person over in Africa that never heard the gospel. Let's just focus on you. You're hearing it now, so let's just focus on that. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and there's so many things that we, we can get uh, distracted by. And I think when we stay focused is when we see the power of, of the vision and the power of the gospel going forward. That's good. And so, so the, the, the next scenario is, and just to lay a foundation for this scenario, is, is we live in a very divisive place, country, it, you know, time. Um, you're either for something or you're against something. Um, you know, everybody has their soapbox on different issues and, and different things. And, and, uh, you know, whether it's, it's, uh, you know, whether you're the, the left side of the aisle, the right side of the aisle, whether you're for this or you're against that. And, and a lot of times when it, it's, you know, you know, Christians kind of get that rap of everything that we're against, uh, versus what we're actually for. And so, so, you know, as we kind of filter down into a campus where, you know, you know, sometimes like these issues come up and, you know, how, how do we deal with, you know, those, you know, the, the, the questions of, of transgender and LGBTQ and, um, you know, uh, you know, socialism and democracy, you know, and all this other stuff, uh, you know, just that is just pounding everybody. Um, you know, how can, it, how can a, a good first priority club like be a place where, okay, we leave all that stuff at the door. How can a club actually be a place of like, Hey, listen, we're going to be a place of hope. We're going to be a place of, of love that this is a safe place for you without diving into yeah. the divisive issues. Yeah. Again, um, <clears throat> we have to focus on Je- Jeff, you said it great. We have to focus on what we're for, not what we're against. I mean, I mean, and obviously we're again, we're not saying that we're not against sin. We're against sin. and We're not uh, uh, condoning like, Hey, go live a sin. We're, we're against sin. We understand that. But, you know, again, we are in a, <clears throat> the public school campus is a place that as first priority leaders and guests, we are an invited guest and a public school campus is a safe place where they don't allow hate speech and, and that kind of stuff. Now, sometimes there's areas of the scripture that if you were to preach out of and you were to share what the Bible says, and we know to be true, that could be in taken out of context for somebody where they're like, Hey, this person said this and that's hate speech. So we have to be like the Bible says, as wise as serpents and as gentle as doves. And what we want to do is focus on sin. Man is a sinner. And all these things are sins. We don't have to list what they are. We know what sin is, okay? It's rebellion. It's breaking the Ten Commandments. It's all the sin against God. And because of those sins, because of all sins in one sin, we're separated from God. And therefore, we need forgiveness. And we need a Savior, Jesus, the one and only perfect one. So I think it's very wise of us that when a particular sin may come up, hey, what do you think about this? Again. I think it's a great opportunity for us to say, hey, listen, I believe what the Bible says. And I think that for you 
a great person to ask was when you go back to your church and talk to your youth pastor. We're not sidestepping an issue. We're not watering anything down. If you look at the statement of faith in first party, we believe the Bible to be the 100% word of God. Okay. And it's, and it's very clear on what sin is. So I think that there, it's very important for us to do that, but to very also to be very um, wise to the signs of the times. And a lot of times there's traps. People want to come in <clears throat> and be disruptors. Hey, let's have these kids that believe a certain way. They come and they're the visitors and they want to come in and they want to make their lifestyle the thing that we're picking on. We're not picking on anybody's lifestyle. We're not against anybody. We're just for Jesus. And I think that's the way that we have to approach that. And we have to, you know, uh, teach students and train them on how to handle divisive issues uh, in the public square. Because I think if you don't handle them with love, um, with grace, with mercy, and, and with the right tone, um, again, you're just going to have what we see in our society now. A lot of yelling back and forth, not really listening, not really caring, not really loving, just shouting, uh, get into a shouting match. And that's just not going to honor God. Yeah, I think one of the things to always remember is the only sin that sends us to hell, that separates us eternally from God, is the rejection of Jesus Christ. All of these other things are not the, the issue. All the other things are symptoms of the issue. That's right. And if we address symptoms, we never get to the root cause. And so we've got to make sure that what we're doing is creating an environment where people who are struggling with these symptoms can come get the medicine they need, which is ultimately Jesus, because Jesus is the one who's going to fix all those issues, not us. I mean, it's not going to be first priority. It's not going to be their youth pastor. It's not going to be the campus mentor. It's not going to be any of those people that fix it. It's going to be the power of Jesus in their lives. That's right. And, and, so then, when, and then when somebody comes to Christ, and when somebody comes to Christ, and then the Holy Spirit dwells in them, and they start going through the scripture, uh, and, and being taught God's word, the revelation of particular sins will come out. Hey, right. here, I'm, I'm, my speech isn't honoring to God. I got to quit talking like this. Yeah. Or, hey, the way I behave towards my parents isn't honoring to God. I've got to make an adjustment in my life and repent and turn. Or whatever, a lifestyle that I've chosen isn't pleasing right. to God and that's sinful and I need to repent of that. So you're, you're exactly right. It comes first and foremost out of faith and trust in Jesus Christ, out of the love of the Father, the grace and mercy of God, and his demonstration of his love for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. It doesn't say like, hey, come to the first party club. We're going to clean up all your sin, and then you're going to get saved in a few weeks. It's like, hey, you're going to get saved, and then there's going to be this uh, process in your life, this transformation of sanctification. God's going to start working in you, and there's going to be change, and there will be outward evidence of this inward decision. Yeah. Well, and one of the things we want to do is we want to be known as a loving environment that anybody can enter into. And, you know, uh, we've talked about this before, but just a shout out to our, our campus mentors at Sebastian River High School. You know, there, is, there are some people coming into club every week, some students coming into club every week, obviously living a certain lifestyle, obviously not, um, you know, the the mainstream person that's coming into a first priority club, but they feel loved, they feel welcome. And the sponsor of the other clubs that they're involved in have said, first priority is a safe place for you to go. They're going to love you and they're going to care for you 
And we see that because they're showing up every week. They wouldn't show up if they, if they weren't feeling that. Amen. And, and you know what's the environment great? we need to create because then yeah. they're available to hear the gospel. That's what I was just going to say. You know what's great about them coming week in and week out is they're hearing that God loves them. They're hearing that Jesus died on the cross for their sins. They're hearing that the, the, the resurrection power of a living Savior. I mean, that's what's awesome. And they're experiencing people saying, hey, you know, here's the deal. And at the end of the day is we are to hate the sin, but we're to love the sinner. So how, how, how do we flesh that out? We're hospitable. We're welcoming. We're serving. We're loving. We're kind. We're gracious. We're not judging and yelling and hateful. Yes, I disagree with your lifestyle. The Bible has a clear stance on that, but I'm going to love you. And the truth is going to come out. And, and through the grace of God, I pray that you're saved from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Jesus, you know, says in Matthew chapter nine, uh, you know, the religious leaders uh, were like, Hey, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He said, Jesus says this, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick, uh, but go and learns what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice for I've not come to call the righteous, but call the sinners. And if we look at the life of Jesus, you know, where did he go? Who was he with? He was with just people that just simply needed Amen. End of the day, they just need Jesus. And so, so with this, kind of what are some solutions? What are some things that, that's, you know, campus mentors can do um, to, you know, really kind of help, you know, keep club going down this, down the path of just keeping it focused on the gospel. Yeah. I, I think this too, Jeff, we have to always remember that we are to be law abiding uh, citizens too. Right. And there's laws and guidelines that guide our interaction on a public school campus, okay? Yes, we're in, a, we're in a forum where we're an invited guest and people are voluntarily there so we can preach the gospel. But again, we have to be careful about the speech and the way that we share. So that's first and foremost. Again, we have to be thankful that we have the platform and preach the gospel with passion and clarity and stick to that message. Um, I think one of the things that we can do in working through this is talk about this in leadership. Hey guys, as a campus mentor, one of my roles is to keep us on track, keep the train on the uh, tracks going in this direction. So one of the ways we can get derailed is when this happens. So I need your help when these issues come up or to make sure that you're not bringing these issues up, to make sure that you're, you know, encouraging people like, hey, I'll talk, student to student can talk about it all day long. I mean, students can talk about this in the hallways and, and, and do research and come back and share with their friends that might have questions on certain issues. But <clears throat> that's one way. But I think it's just, again, like we've said since the beginning of, of talking on this podcast is we just got to make sure that everybody stays focused on the task. 95, 96, 97% of the students on our campus are lost and don't know Jesus. The issue is not how we how they view a certain lifestyle. The issue is they need Jesus. You know what I mean? So let's get them to Jesus and then we'll let, you know, the transformation process take place. Yeah. Let's don't try to clean them up and win an argument first and then get them to Jesus. Let's get them to Jesus and then let him work through their life. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other aspect is to be very intentional of the movement from campus to local church. That first priority is not meant to be the local church. We're not meant to baptize people, do discipleship, you know, 
in depth to go on mission trips. Like that's not have communion. Who we are <laughs> have communion. The local church is designed to do all those things, and we work through the local church, not in opposition to it. And when we keep that mindset, and we're very intentional of pointing students to a local church, and let the local church answer those questions, that that is going to help us to stay focused. That's one of the best strategies we can use of recognizing we have a very narrow focus of what we're doing in first priority. And the church has the ability to deal with these things in much more clarity and depth of relationship than we do. And so when we keep that focus with as campus mentors and leaders and faculty sponsors, then it allows us to point them in a direction for answers without us being the lightning rod of, of discussion and disagreement. Absolutely. I think, I think, you know, a couple of things that, you know, really campus mentors can, yeah. this is, this is the power. This is one of the great things about a network meeting. You know, if, if you don't go to the network meeting, you kind of don't get, you know, you're, you, those are great places to ask some of these questions and, yeah. and hear from others. It's really churchy, people. but can I say amen to that? Like, amen. <laughs> amen. And uh, so, there. yeah, come to the network meeting, be able to kind of, you because know, like sometimes, sometimes at network, somebody brings up a really random scenario that has taken place in their campus. And then, so what is able to happen is that, you know, somebody else has probably dealt with that and being able to come alongside and say, Hey, this is yeah. how we handled it. Um, also proper training, like, case study, yeah, yeah, live case study right there. Absolutely. And then just, just training. I just, you know, being able to, you know, you know, going online, doing the training that you know, you're supposed to do, but, uh, uh, there's a reason why there's the Epic plan. There's a reason why there's a quick week proclaim week and connect week. Um, that plan is, is what keeps us on focus is what keeps us on track. And, uh, so that is just a yeah. really hey, good. Hey, can, I, can I say this, Jeff, and then I got to jump off. I think you guys, we're right on target with this. And, and I think, John, though, too, you, you brought it up. It's not that we're, we're, we don't feel responsible for all these things that should happen at the local church, but we're not against those things. We're definitely for them. We're definitely for baptism and worship and communion and all these things. It's just that we feel like this isn't the space at this time. The space at this time is Absolutely. we want to evangelize. We want to share the gospel. We want to equip kids. We want to proclaim. That's, and then we want that to happen elsewhere. It's not that we're against that. It's just in this space, this very narrow space, we want to stay extremely focused and do this one thing and do it as best as we can. So I, I think that's Absolutely. what I, I want to close with. I got to jump off. I love you guys. And, uh, and yeah, this is a great one. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. And so everybody, hey, listen, uh, thanks for listening. Um, hey, again, go on, subscribe and, uh, you know, throw just, hey, rate it. And uh, but most importantly, share it with other student pastors, uh, share it with those who are serving on campus. Uh, let everybody else know uh, that, hey, here's a great tool resource for you uh, as a student pastor. You're serving in a public middle school and high school and uh, just a great opportunity for you to learn and just continue to gain and grow. Uh, in that. So again, thank everybody so much. Thank you, John. Thank you, Chris. And uh, we'll see you next time.